Hello everybody, we are doing a video presentation today of our evaluation of the Autism Peer Education Programme in partnership with Health Education England. Great Minds Together were appointed by Health Education England to deliver the first ever Autism Peer Education Programme that treats the family like the workforce. The aim of the programme is to upskill the family members and professionals working with the autistic person, for example, befrienders and personal assistants, in order to prevent the escalation of mental health needs resulting in the hospitalisation of autistic people. The programme will be delivered across England with no limitations on area. Great Minds Together are a community interest company supporting children and young people with special educational needs and disabilities and or social, emotional and mental health needs and their families. We provide wraparound support for families in need with a large focus on social emotional well-being and we are fully evidence-based. We provide support for schools and services as well. We do lots of parliamentary work influencing positive changes to education, health and social care. We put forward our suggestions, which incorporated a number of elements as follows. CPD certification in autism awareness. Peer educator videos on different subject matters relating to supporting mental health for autistic people. Interactive virtual peer educator training. On-call telephone line to support the delivery of education for people who are unable to access online learning, as well as crisis management training and support. Peer educator run Facebook groups for families, professionals and autistic people, respectively. Wraparound support for families that felt they were at crisis point as a social value element of our proposal. Accessible training to include assistive technology. And data and evidence collection from the family members, professionals and autistic people themselves to ensure that the education being delivered is delivered in the best format for them to access and covering the topics that they feel are important or there, where there are any gaps in their knowledge. The timescale of the project. So the project was agreed on the 22nd of December 2020. And it was agreed for the project to run until the 31st of March 2021. So it's very much a trial project to see how it would work. The plan was agreed on the 13th of January 2021 and it was formally launched on the 17th of January 2021. The formal span of the project was 11 weeks. So what we learnt... Upon announcement of the project, there's a lot of interest from families, autistic people and other charities and community groups, as opposed to professionals, befrienders and personal assistants. We learnt that there's a gap in peer-to-peer -peer support groups for people in the role of personal assistant and befriender, and that more work will be needed to access people in these roles effectively via the families themselves, CCGs and local authority departments that commission the work of PAs and befrienders. We were contacted individually by a number of autistic champions who wanted to support the project. The most popular training was not understanding autism, but in fact understanding the system and processes such as EHCP applications and assessments to understand what support was available to families. Sensory processing training was also largely attended, in part due to the significant impact this can have on the lives of autistic people and due to the lack of awareness and understanding for families and professionals about how to best support sensory needs, particularly for children and young people. We also learned that the overarching element of what we know is that there is very little training for professionals in regard to autism, as well as many other special educational needs and disabilities accompanied with very little training on mental health and well-being. 
Families are very in tune to the needs of the autistic child, young person or adult as they know that individual and how to help them better than anyone. The escalation of mental health largely increases when the family member is not supported or where an external influence with a lack of knowledge, such as a local authority team or provider, social care or school is involved with the family. The result of this can be an increase of mental health needs within the family unit, which in turn impacts the autistic person. As a result, the crisis point occurs due to a very disjointed system and a lack of understanding from professionals about how to prevent an escalation of mental health needs, such as, but not limited to, befrienders, personal assistants, teachers, school staff, social workers and local authority education teams. With 70% of autistic children being educated in mainstream schools, an increase in training for school staff in particular is critical. We heard from a total of 351 family members across England, 96.4% of whom report that the escalation of mental health needs for autistic people is as, as a result of lack of knowledge about autism from professionals. A large percentage of these families also report a lack of consistency across local authorities and a need for centralised educational support for everyone that supports, teaches or works with autistic people. We also learned that school behaviour policies can also impact on mental health needs for autistic young people, specifically in mainstream schools. As a result of the lack of knowledge and awareness and narrative about how autism looks, this can mean young people can be unidentified autistic. This leads to trauma-based behaviours as a result of unmet needs. That can lead to disengagement from education and poorer life chances as a result, as well as an increase in mental health needs for autistic people. We also learned that language is extremely important, specifically how the difference between person first, i.e. a person with autism, and identity first, i.e. an autistic person, can affect the mental health of an autistic person. This is a result of person first language alluding to there being something wrong and something fixable, as opposed to talking about autism positively. The initial conversations with parents, carers and professionals around the family can impact on how everyone feels about autism, And it is crucial that this conversation is delivered using identity first language, as this will impact on how the person at the centre of these conversations feel about themselves. We also learn that the support for families is disjointed and without a central point of contact, which details and coordinates what support families can access, it can be confusing. A large portion of the families and also professionals were not aware of services such as IAS or SENDIAS or the local offer. There is no central information centre or hub that shares all aspects of what autistic people, families and professionals need to know about autism and the support available to them in order to prevent escalation of mental health needs. In fact, as a result of a disjointed system, this can be a reason for escalation in mental health needs, not just for autistic people, but for their families and some professionals who are increasingly frustrated with the system as well. It is widely reported by families that it's very rare for the child, young person or adult to receive any support or education about autism post-diagnosis in order for them to be able to understand themselves and their diagnosis. Having a point of contact or a way to link with other families, including the Facebook group, has been vital for many. There's a condition named PDA, which stands for Pathological Demand Avoidance. PDA is a profile of ASD or ASC. However, many local authorities across the country do not recognise PDA and do not accept it as a condition. However, there's a large portion of autistic parents and adults that advocate for an increase in awareness of PDA. 
A result of professionals not being aware of PDA can increase the risk of autistic people and their families. As for people with PDA, a demand is a trigger and the wrong strategies can cause more harm for autistic people with a PDA profile. We learned that families and professionals want a centralised place to look for support. As a result of this feedback, we work with Manchester Metropolitan University psychology students to gather data from across England to introduce a mapping system on the website where families and professionals can locate support services in their specific area, as well as access free resources. Having access to a number of specialists initially was positive as we could begin delivery of the training immediately. What we learned was that the subject matter for training required was vast and not contained to just understanding autism. As a result of delivering the training in an interactive format, we were able to achieve instant feedback from families and professionals that told us what subjects were required in order to help them prevent mental health needs for the autistic person they were caring for, supporting or working with. As a result of this, the style of delivery became very popular and we started to receive contact from more peer educators that wanted to take part in delivering training as well as family members that wanted to become peer educators as a result of their own knowledge and experiences. The peer educator Facebook groups were linked to the website for families and professionals to access using the website as the front door. What we didn't anticipate was for the Facebook groups to almost take a life of their own and attract members from across the industry without even being aware that the website existed. This told us that what we were delivering was what was needed. However, we had to adapt our processes in order to ensure that everyone joining the groups were aware of the wider projects and wider training videos and courses and podcasts. What we then saw was a community forming and the support the families in particular were giving each other was something very positive that has come out of this programme as family members were helping others prevent escalation of mental health needs without this being a course of action or a plan. It just happened. Project delivery. An element of our project delivery allowed for us to access our existing wraparound support for families in need, as well as wraparound support provided by one of our partnership organisations, CPO, and therapeutic delivery services, QDOC to Wellbeing. The impact the access to the wraparound support had during the lifetime of this trial was significant. As a result, what we have learned is that the therapeutic wraparound support positively impacts a family as a result of having an allocated support worker with professional knowledge and or experience of SEND, ensuring they are more able to ascertain the needs of the family and signpost effectively to ensure the relevant support is in place, thus preventing escalation of mental health needs and hospitalisation for autistic people and many other conditions, and also for their family members. As another factor to consider in terms of the reach of the peer education programme and prevention of mental health needs is the impact this will have on, wider, on the wider family support network. By having a centralised peer education programme, this will in turn reduce cost for frontline services as it becomes a preventative measure for all involved. We received feedback to inform this evaluation via a number of different platforms to include a survey, a poll, conversational, a padlet, online and verbal conversations with family members, autistic people and professionals. 351 people contributed to the feedback on the project. Amendments to the project. We learned that interactive training was well received, specifically live Facebook webinars. Training videos had a drop-off rate of approximately 10 to 15 minutes, with the exception of How I Manage My Mental Health as an Autistic Person, A Guide to the EHCP Process, and services signposting and support. 
As a result of the video drop-off rate, we turn the videos into podcast episodes, and as a result, the retention rate of that training increased. Training delivered by people with lived experiences and specialists advising how to navigate and understand systems and processes were also most popular. If we were to expand this project, we would make more use of Facebook and Instagram stories to deliver important elements of the education, as stories usually watched all the way through, and we currently have a watch rate of between 150 and 350 users, which could be expanded further. Evidence and data collection. It was a challenge to be able to deliver easily accessible training while measuring specifically how we were able to prevent the escalation of mental health needs. With such a short space of time, we were not able to gain access to effective cost-benefit analysis, nor were we able to access effective comparison of cases being in the midst of a pandemic. This is something we would elaborate on should the project continue. We developed a survey that was included on the website to collect data from people that were accessing the training. We also emailed this to people who signed up to the CPD training on autism awareness. We have now shared this on all platforms of education and included an opt-in prize draw for £100 worth of Amazon vouchers to encourage completion of this survey to mitigate the above challenges of impact data collection when delivering a highly easily accessible form of education for all. The survey was launched towards the end of this project. You can find the survey on the autismpeer.education website. We know for certain that we prevented hospitalisation for a minimum of three autistic people during the delivery of this programme. Hospitalisation was prevented as a result of the family professionals and autistic people having access to the programme itself and being signposted by members of the team and relevant support, including therapy and wraparound support delivered by specialists in SEND. The out-of-hours crisis line was instrumental in these cases. Engagement and statistics. The project was formally launched on the 17th of January 2020. 21 and within the first week 39 users accessed the website within the first 30 minutes of launch with an average of each user spending seven minutes on the site initially the main access was from the areas of greater manchester london leeds brighton and liverpool so the lifetime analytics of the website 1363 training videos were watched the retention rate of those training videos were between six and 12 minutes. Overall, we had 10,932 visitors to the website, of which 1,848 were unique users. Users revisited the website an average of six times each. The lifetime analytics of Twitter, we had 17,004 impressions on tweet views and the reach. 677 interactions and engagements with posts, 86 click-throughs to the website and 61 shares of the project. The lifetime analytics of Facebook, we had 6,886 impressions, so views of posts and reach of audience, 1,720 interactions and engagements with the posts, and 354 new Facebook group members. 14 people signed up to the Autism Awareness CPD. One person completed the course in full. Completed hours were 11 hours. And so far, partially completed hours of the course is 25.7 hours. The lifetime analytics on the podcast 
which has since increased. There are a total of 541 downloads of the podcast and over the lifetime of the project, it was 293 downloads and listens. PR marketing. The project was featured in the Autism Parenting magazine, which is the largest global magazine of its kind with more than 72,000 readers. The project was featured in Autism Talk magazine. We were invited to speak on BBC Radio twice to discuss the project and give advice to parents as a peer educator. The project has been shared by the PDA Society, whom we've partnered with, with an excess of 6,000 engagements as a result of the announcement. Future plans. If this project were to be agreed or extended, we have obtained a database of all the local authorities and schools across England. Contact details include most recent email addresses. We were aiming to send the details of the project to them prior to the project's end. However, it was agreed by the team that should this project then end on the 31st of March, it was not appropriate to contact now due to how time limited the project currently is. We did not want to be providing access to something positive that would then be removed based on the fact many families are feeling quite let down by the current system as it is. However, should this project continue, we would build partnerships with all of the local authorities and schools in the country in order to centralise all the information relating to autism. In addition, we would like to expand the project to include all learning disabilities, as it is common for other complex needs such as sensory processing, ADHD, dyslexia, as just a few examples to present as well as autism. And increasing this knowledge about other conditions will help with the prevention of mental health needs for autistic people. We would also like to link our project with the Institute of Health Visiting as it would be the perfect partnership enabling an introduction of an all you need to know programme at the conception of assessment and diagnosis, allowing the project to tackle both ends of the scale and eventually preventing crisis point as it becomes a truly preventative source of information and training for all involved. We would also increase the number of partnerships with other organisations that deliver therapeutic wraparound support to families. If the project was to continue, we would obtain existing data by Health Education England in order to be able to have true comparison figures as a project expands. If we were able to deliver the project for at least one year or more, we could effectively evidence a reduction in hospitalisation for autistic people and people with learning disabilities by increasing education on SEND across all platforms effectively. We would also like to be able to insist on the training and for it to become mandatory, specifically in schools and local authority teams, such as social workers and education caseworkers. We would work closely with the PDA Society to increase awareness and understanding of PDA to ensure a decrease in mental health needs for people with a PDA profile. As an organisation, we were already partnered with a significant number of other organisations, community groups and charities that work in the same industry, as we operate a multi-agency network such as Skills Builder, New Skills Academy, Manchester Parent Champions, Apple, Action for Send, Manchester Metropolitan University, Sense Learning, One Million Mentors and the National Lottery. As a result of this project, we are now partnered with CPO, Hugh Docs, Spectrum Gaming, Gary Freeman and the PDA Society which we've been extremely positive collaborations with the same passion and ethos that works towards the prevention of an escalation in mental health needs for autistic people and their families. This has ensured true co-production throughout the project. We were already partnered with Manchester Metropolitan University and during this project have linked with Bradford University in order to 
increase the support for schools and services, matching up the graduates for subject matters such as social work, psychology and teaching with the services that need additional resource, whilst making use of the graduates and interns to upskill professionals in relation to autism and other learning disabilities. Should this project continue, we would link with other projects being delivered by partners of Health Education England, as well as more specialist education providers to increase the reach of training across all sectors of the system. We would also increase our university partners. We would also like to be able to subcontract some of the training to specialist charities and community groups in order to support the causes of organisations and groups that have the same goals as this project and already have large followings such as PDA Society, Autism Action for Send, Parent Champions and many more. Overall, the feedback over the lifetime of this project is that the education needed is more in line with systems and processes than autism itself. If we can upskill, empower and increase knowledge and awareness of the many support services already in place across the country, we will no doubt see a decrease in mental health needs for autistic people as well as their family members. A large portion of the feedback included a lack of understanding around behaviours of autistic people from professionals such as social workers and teachers and school staff. As such, we've already linked with the Minister for Universities and the Education Select Committee in order to introduce a high level of learning of autism and other learning disabilities and conditions at degree level for these professionals. And we would like for the training to be mandatory for local authority workers, particularly EHCP caseworkers. If you would like to get involved or know more about the project plans for the future, please feel free to email us at hello at autismpeer.education. Thank you for listening today. <laughs>